He's our Aussie correspondent, Chris Russell, based out of Sydney. Now, Chris, I was talking to Emma Higgins from Rabobank yesterday, and we were pondering the reasons why our lamb prices are crashing, and we decided it was all your fault. You Aussies are cutting our lunch in China. Well, our, uh, we've got record volume, volumes of lamb at the moment being produced, which is encouraging. Uh, and the thing that's really changed is from a situation where America was our biggest market, now China is our biggest, is taking most of our lamb. And um, yes, while our prices aren't all that special, in fact, uh, uh, the price in our supermarket is still ridiculous, but the prices the farmers are getting are not, but they're certainly doing very well with record numbers being killed, Record numbers being where our flocks back up to 78 million, um, where the the kill rate is up 5% and uh, our export rate's up. So, Jamie, yes, we're doing quite well. And the Americans are still taking a fair bit, but China seems to have suddenly got a taste for lamb. Well, as I said, you're cutting our lunch. Now, on, on yesterday's show, we not only had Emma Higgins from Rabobank, I also chatted to David Foote, who's in the country at the moment. He's the chairman of Cattle Australia, and he was talking about the problems you having, especially in the Northern Territories or in the subtropical uh, parts of Australia, up the top end of the country there, as it pertains to uh, Europeans not wanting produce from land that had been deforestated. See, this is still being negotiated, and we talked about it last week with Rowena, but the fact that the Europeans are setting up a program where they will not import um, meat or any food from any area which was once forested. Now, the definition was what was once. You can bet your life it won't be when Europe was deforested. It'll all be for conveniently when Australia and New Zealand was. Uh, and, and that's causing some grief. And even more grief than that, even if you say, well, OK, we won't worry too much about Europe, they're now convincing a lot of the Asian markets to adopt the same regulatory system um, that they have in Europe for them markets and that immediately makes their products normally wouldn't even be considered by the Asians competitive because ours will be excluded by compliance. So, you know, it's a very cagey way forward. There's other regulatory things the Europeans are doing uh, too, like, for example, requiring every farm to be individually registered rather than a whole industry to be registered as we do here. And all those regulations may make it difficult for us to sell our, our products up in Asia. So, yeah, the Europeans are attacking us on two fronts. They're playing hard to get on our, 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 on our free trade agreements, not that they're worth too much. Um, I know you already signed yours, but to be honest, there's not too much free agricultural trade in that. It's mainly to do with other things. Uh, we won't sign ours because there's no money in it for us. So that's one area, but the other area is interfering with our markets. You know, about cutting your lunch, the Europeans are doing a fair job of that in Asia too, Jamie. Now, in uh, the UK at the moment, we've got uh, the fourth ashes test at Old Trafford and Manchester where it always seems to rain so that's evenly poised after day one. We've also got Cam Smith defending the claret jug this weekend I think in Liverpool for the British Open and here or should I say across the ditch in Australia you've got your friend Chairman Dan, the Premier of Victoria pulling the pin on the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, this was a complete surprise to us, although when you look back at some of his indicators last year, maybe not so much, but 
he suddenly decided that uh, whereas before he was expecting to pay, well, originally when they accepted the gains, $1.3 billion, then it became $2.6 billion because he, of the regional involvement. It's much more expensive. And they were actually going to build a velodrome in Ballarat, or as Bendigo, beg your pardon, for, for some huge amount of money and then knock it down after the event. Um, and the same with the swimming centre over near Ballarat. So there are all sorts of things in there which made that much more expensive. But when he found out, according to his latest experts, that it was going to be around 5 to $6 billion, he pulled the pin. Of course, Victoria's broke, Jamie. I mean, they've been broke for a while, since COVID in particular. Uh, and yet, amazingly, Chairman Dan keeps getting re-elected. It's almost amazing. Maybe we should do a demographic study of Victorians and see how come that could be possible. What is it about you, New South Welshmen, or Welsh people, that you can't stand Victorians? Uh, well, I think it, it still goes back to the days when they were trying to decide where the capital of Australia was going to be, to be honest, Jamie. And they ended up putting Canberra halfway between Melbourne and Sydney. But there's always been that great rivalry. And whether it comes to driving, whether it comes to sport and being the sports capital of Australia, whether it just comes to common sense, you know, that's always been the case. And, uh, yeah, we always had no respect at all for the Victorians. <laughs> Good on you, Chris Russell. They have overtaken you, by the way, as the biggest city in Australia. Melbourne versus Sydney. Got to go. Thanks for your time. No worries.